God bless you, and thank you again, Brother Mike, for just the introduction, and to Brother Ron, Brother Ken, amen, to all of you all. Thank you all so very much uh, for the hospitality. I think this is my first time in Lebanon, Tennessee, amen. And uh, I've gotten a kick of, of telling folks I'm preaching in Lebanon. I just leave off the Tennessee part. <laughs> But we are grateful to be here uh, on these times and looking forward to hearing from Brother Ron as well. There is a word this morning uh, from the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and I want to read for your hearing verses 24 through 29. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 24 through 29. Nine. And when you have it, say amen. amen. Colossians chapter 1, and beginning with verse 24, and we can stand for the hearing of the word of God. Colossians chapter 1, and beginning with verse 24, these words are recorded therein, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints." to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Uh, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. I want to just preach about this morning uh, from the subject, stay connected. Stay connected. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Anybody ever had a drop call? And oftentimes it happens when you're on the most important call of the day. And it seemed like you hit a, a dead zone or, or low bars. And, and before you know it, the call has been dropped. Sadly, brothers and sisters, too many pastors and too many churches have lost contact with the master. They're still in business, but they're not doing his business. His gospel is not being preached. His truths are not being proclaimed. His standard of righteousness is not being practiced. His holiness is not being pursued because too many folks have lost contact with the master. We wonder why there is so much two-faced, hypocritical, backstabbing, mean-spirited, hellish folks, and I'm not talking about in the world, I'm talking about in the church, is because folks have lost contact 
with the master. They come looking for a solution in our churches and oftentimes only find a pollution in the church because we have lost contact with the master. And if ever there was a day, it is now that we need to make sure that we stay connected with Jesus Christ and not drop the call on our lives. That's what I want to hang my head on this morning, uh, for each one of us to check our hardware so that we won't drop the call, but stay connected to Jesus Christ. Do you not know, and we saw it last night, even with Romans chapter 8, God has a calling for each one of us. He has a plan and a purpose for each one of us as we rightly divide the word of truth, and it's up to us to make sure that we stay connected to Jesus Christ. Paul was in his first Roman imprisonment, but after getting word of the false teaching that was going on and that had invaded the Colossian church, the apostle Paul is going to write to encourage the pastor and the preacher. Here it is, he wanted the people to know that false teachers were there in the church and they were stressing external rituals over relationship with Jesus Christ. Isn't that how it is today? Uh, folks want to go through the motions, and we think that going through the motions make us right with God. That if we just come to church, if we clap our hands two times, say amen and hallelujah one and a half time, that somehow we're right with God. And yet Paul said it's not about rituals, but it's about a relationship. It's about making sure that each one of us know the Lord for ourselves. That's the reason why he says in verse 14, in him, Christ Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Jesus Christ is still the only way to the Father, and the only thing that can wash away our sin is nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's not about our rituals, but about a relationship with Jesus Christ. These false teachers was also uh, stressing the fact that it's all about some mystical experience. And Paul was wanting them to know it's not about your mystical experience. It's whether or not you are walking holy before God. You see, brothers and sisters, Paul is going to say in verse 10 that we might walk worthy of the call of the Lord unto our pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. The Lord is looking for holy individuals. Because without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Oh, if we want to get right with the Lord, brothers and sisters, we ought to show it in our walk of holiness before God. It's about relationship. It's about holiness. And Paul wanted them to know it's not about elitism. They, uh, they were saying that some folks were more special than other folks. And yet Paul said all of us need to remain humble before God. All of us need to remain humble for this cause. Verse 9, we have not ceased to pray for you day by day that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Walk in humility that God may teach us what it is that he would have us to do. And so how does it happen, preacher? How in the world can we as believers of Jesus Christ, how can we get disconnected? How do we drop the call? I'm glad y'all asked. Boy, y'all asked such good questions, even on a Thursday morning. You know, sometimes it happens because of what I call the hang-ups. The hang-ups. The hang-ups. Anybody ever just hit the wrong button? 
Uh, anybody ever just had too many uh, chicken fried uh, dinners and, and because of your jaw, it just pressed the wrong button and you messed around and you dropped the call? Maybe another call was coming in and all of a sudden you tried to hit a button and it was one of those fancy phone hangups will drop a call. Do you not know hangups happens in the church? And hangups happen in the church when we forget who we are, when we forget what we have, and when we forget what it is going to cost us to serve Jesus Christ. Hangups happen when we forget who we are. Thank you, Paul. Paul, in verse 25, he says, look, I have been made a minister. I am a servant of the Lord. It's not about my titles. It's not about my degrees. At the end of the day, I'm just a minister, a servant of Jesus Christ. Too often times, people, we get lifted up in pride, thinking we are all of that and a bag of chips. And Paul wants to remind each one of us that all of us are just servants of the Most High God. You see, a hang-up will happen when we forget who we are. But then a hang-up will happen when we forget, brothers and sisters, what we have, what we have. Paul is going to say the thing that matters the most is the word of God. Boy, I tell you, uh, you didn't have to invite me back, but I'm glad you did. I love what you all call this, the real Bible conference. We have gotten away from the word of God. And yet what Paul says that God has put a call on my life to fulfill the word of God. It's about getting back to the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will stand forever. We've been given a great task to be ministers of the word of God. Well, what is it going to cost us? What is it going to cost us? Because oftentimes, uh, and, and this is why, uh, you, you know, it kind of troubled me when I read this, verse 24. Um, this is one reason why I believe Paul might not have been Baptist. Because Paul said in verse 24, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now, Baptist folk don't like to suffer. And yet Paul said, not only am I enduring my suffering, Paul says, I'm enjoying my suffering. I'm rejoicing in my sufferings for you. How many know that when we serve Jesus Christ, it comes with a cost? And sometimes the price that we have to pay is suffering for Jesus Christ. You see, we get it easy, brothers and sisters, living in America with the freedom of religion and freedom of speech that we have. And yet Paul is going to remind all of us that when we live for Jesus Christ, all who will live for Christ will suffer persecution. We will suffer affliction. But here is what Jesus said, even when they talk about you, even when they scandalize your name, don't be sad about it, but you rejoice because blessed is you and great is your reward in heaven. Oh, brothers and sisters, hang up happens when we forget what it is going to cost us. 
And so how do we stop the hangups of pride? How do we stop the hangups of, of, of selfishness? How do we stop uh, the hangups of our feelings being worn on our sleeve? We got to hang on to Jesus. Hang on to Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Don't let pride get the best of you. Don't let your struggles and what you're going through get the best of you. But you hang on to Jesus Christ. Hang-ups will cause us to get disconnected. But not only will hang-up cause us to get disconnected, let me give you another one. Dead spots. Dead spots. Yeah, and, and, and if, if y'all if know this, uh, uh, most of you know where the dead spots already exist. Sometimes we can have a dead spot in, even in our homes. Anybody ever had a dead spot in your home? You knew that if I'm in this room, that somehow that call is going to drop. Sometimes driving down the interstate, you already know. Let me get off the phone. I'm getting ready to hit one of these dead spots. Because a dead spot will cause the call to drop. Well, Paul knew all too well what was God's will for his life. And brothers and sisters, we hit a dead spot any time we step outside the will of God. When we are outside the will of God, we hit a dead spot. That is why Paul is going to say in verse 28, Him we preach, I preach Christ, warning every man, teaching every man, and all wisdom that I may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I know what the will of God is for my life. He has called me, Paul said, to be a light to the Gentile, and I want to do everything that I can to be this life, to live in the will of God Almighty. Here's the wonderful thing about that will. Uh, Paul is going to talk about the task that God had given him to do. Now, this is one reason why I say Paul is a Baptist preacher. He had three things to do. He said, preach, teach, and warn. That's what he said. That's my task, preach, teach, and warn. I want to preach to every man. I want to warn every man. I want to teach every man. Preach, warn, and teach. You see, preaching is proclaiming the word of God. We warn so that we can reclaim folks for the word of God. But then we teach so that we can explain the word of God. It is preaching that draws folks in. It is warning that gets folks to detour off the road to hell. But then it is teaching that develop folks in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And what Paul said is we ought to be preaching, we ought to be warning, and we ought to be teaching. That is what the church ought to be about, proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. Oh, we need to get back to warning, folks, that there is going to be a day of reckoning. The Lord is on his way back, and we need to be right with him. But then we teach folks to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We ought to be about preaching, warning, and teaching folks. But then Paul even gives us the target of who we ought to be doing this to. I like this because so oftentimes in church, y'all, we like to have a demographics that we're going after. Sometimes churches even come up with this is our target group. Well, Paul had a target group. Look who Paul's target group is. Paul said, I warn, I warn Every man, I teach 
it, now, now here, here's, here's, let me, let me just help y'all out here. Whenever I pause, that means I want y'all to talk back to me, and y'all can just read your Bible because it's going to be something right there from the Scripture. But he says, I warn and I teach every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I like that, Paul. Paul said we ought to target everybody. The black and the white, we ought to target everybody. The rich and the poor, we ought to target everybody. The learned and the ignorant, we ought to target everybody, whether they're in the country, in the city. Target everybody on your job, in your home, in your community. Our target is every man. The task of preaching, warning them, teaching the target of every man. But here's what Paul is saying the will of God is. What is our textbook? What is it that we should use? It is the wisdom that comes from the word of God. We're not here to teach our philosophies. We're not here to teach what we learned in some school. No, we're here to use the word of God as the textbook. Oh, brothers and sisters, that's why we have to, we have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, uh, a workman, not a shame, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And Paul even says what the goal is, the reason why we do all of this is so that we can present everybody mature, strong, grown up in Christ Jesus. We do it. You see, in the church, oftentimes, we have too many immature believers. That's why it's easy to get mad and fall out with folks. Paul said, we're trying to grow folks up. We're trying to grow folks up where we're not wearing our feelings on our sleeves. We're trying to grow folks up where we're not walking around with rocks in our mouth. We're trying to grow folks up to spiritual maturity, to where we're looking more like Christ and less like ourselves. And so the dead spot, avoid the dead spot. But the Lord is saying, not only hang on to Jesus, but the Lord is simply saying, if you want to stay connected, you got to live in his will. You must live in his will. Let's get away from the dead spots. Let's avoid the dead spot. You see, entertaining is a dead spot. And when we make church all about just entertaining, where we come to have our ears tickle, where we come just to feel the moment and go on back uh, to our own sinful ways, brothers and sisters, that's a dead spot. Oh, empire building is a dead spot when it's all about who's the biggest, when it's all about competition and not working together for the cause of Jesus Christ. That's a dead spot. Ego tripping is a dead spot when it's all about the man and not about the Messiah. It's a dead spot. Let's avoid the dead spot and live in the will of Jesus Christ. We got to avoid hangups, brothers and sisters. Hang on to Jesus. We got to avoid the dead spot. Live in his will. Let me give you one other thing that will cause the call to be dropped. And that is what I call the shutdown. The shutdown. Uh, uh, um, this, this, this one happens because of low battery. Um, no more juice. Anybody ever been talking on the phone? And it just died on now, these phones are getting smarter every day. Matter, matter of fact, they're they so smart now until they tell you when the battery is getting low. Uh, the, 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 the color changes. 
Matter of fact, it buzzes to let you know the battery is getting low. Why? Because when there is no power, you can drop the call. Do you not know that's what happened in church oftentimes, brothers and sisters, when we get low on power? When there is no battery, low battery, we are simply uh, at risk for the call to be dropped. How does that happen in the church? Well, it happens because of what I call burnout. Burnout. Sometimes folks get tired of folks. You can literally have a burnout in church. Well, you just get tired of folks. Some, sometimes is what I call blackouts. Blackout is when you get knocked out by folks. And sometimes a church hurt is the worst hurt in the world. And then sometimes it happens because of blowout where folks get so full of themselves. And all of it happens when there is low or no power. And here's what Paul is going to say, brothers and sisters. Look what he says here. I'm preaching, I'm warning, I'm teaching every man that I may present them perfect in Christ Jesus. I am laboring, I'm striving, I'm giving it all that I can. But look at the secret. It is doing it not in my own strength, but according to his working which worketh in me mightily. Paul said, it's not my energy, but it's God's energy on the inside that is working in me and is working in me mightily. I'm from the word where we get dynamite from. Paul said, I got some dynamite power down on the inside that is keeping me charged well, how do you do that? How, how to avoid the end, uh, the shutdown? How to avoid the shutdown? Let me tell you how you avoid the shutdown. You got to stay plugged in. You got to stay plugged in. I, I tell you what I do, y'all. I, I, I got a charger in my car. And every time that I get in the car, guess what I just do? I just go on and just plug my phone in. I just plug my phone in because I, I, want, I don't want it to get without any power. When I get home, I just plug my phone in because I want to stay plugged in. And sometimes, even when I'm traveling, they got these battery packs that you can just plug it in. Why? Because you want to remain full of power and energy. Don't you know that's how it ought to be with, the, with us and our Christian walk with the Lord? Aren't you glad Jesus said, I am not going to leave you comfortless, but I'm going to send you some power. I'm going to send you some help. I will pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter, somebody just like me that will give you all the power and the energy that you need need. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the comfort, for the power, for the strength of the Holy Spirit. How do I stay plugged in? Boy, y'all ask such good questions. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad that we can stay plugged in by getting up in the morning, Spirit of the living God? Fall fresh on me, mold me and make me, fill me and use me. Don't know what today is going to bring, but Spirit, you give me the power to do everything that I've called to do. And what I'm so glad that when you get in your car, just say again, Spirit, fill me up. 
when you get by your desk on your job, spirit of the living God, I want to stay plugged into you. Give me the fruit of your Holy Spirit. Love to make me be right. Joy to make me feel right. Peace to make me act right. Long-suffering to make me stay right. Gentleness to make me appear right. Goodness to make me do right. Faith to make me believe right. Meekness to make me treat others right. Temperance to make me hold out right. Give me your fruit of your spirit. I want to stay plugged in to the Holy Spirit. Avoid the shutdown by staying plugged in. Oh, brothers and sisters, I need you to know something this morning, Hillcrest. There's no problem with the carrier. No problem with the carrier. I, I know AT&T says orange got you covered. But can I tell you who my carrier is? His name is Jesus Christ. And I tell you the blood of Jesus got us covered. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm glad the blood of Jesus, it covers in North America, South America, in Asia. I tell you, the covering is there in the blood of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, there is no problem, there is no issue with the signal that he's given out. Because the truth of God's word is clearly given in his word. Matter of fact, God, God said, I, I have made even the invisible known by the visible that there is no excuse for anybody. Thank God the signal is still strong. But I need you to know there is no software problem when it comes to the Lord. There is no software problem. Matter of fact, with Jesus, he doesn't even give updates on the software. Because the plan of salvation is still works. It has not changed. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men might be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. The software plan has not changed. Well, what's the problem then, preacher? I tell you the problem is a hardware issue. It's a hardware issue. So oftentimes we have hard heads. We don't listen to the Lord. We don't obey what the Lord have called us to do. I tell you, we have hard heads. It's a hardware issue because we have hard hearts. We don't want to change. I, I don't care what that preacher say. I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm my own person. We have a hard heart. Oh, brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you this morning, stay connected. Check the hardware. Make sure that it's not hard-headedness and hard-heartedness that is keeping you from listening to Jesus Christ. You stay connected because God has a call on your life. What kind of call does he have on my life? He has a call to salvation. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, uh, not willing that any should perish, but what? That all should come to repentance. God has a call of salvation on all of our lives. Aren't you glad that when we were dead in our sin, the Lord was calling us to salvation, sending individuals, sending people to pray for us, to witness for us. Why? Because he has a call of salvation on each of our lives. But then 
then God has a call of sanctification on each of our lives. This is the will of God that we would live a sanctified, holy life, that we would not be conformed to this world, but that we would let our light so shine that men would be able to see Christ in all that we do. He has a call of sanctification on our lives. Then God has a call of service on our lives. There is a job for each one of us to do. There is a work for us to accomplish. There is a mission for us to do. God has a calling on our lives. And that's why I say stay connected, y'all, because it cost Jesus everything he had in order to save us from our sin. Stay connected because one Friday morning on an old rugged cross, he died just to save us. He shedded his blood just to save us. He was buried in the grave, but on that Sunday morning, he rose with all power in his hand. You stay connected because it cost him everything that he had to save each one of us. And so stay connected, stay connected, simply put, stay committed to his word. Stay committed to his word. Whatever you do, you stay committed to the word of God. Don't deviate from his word. Don't add to his word. Don't subtract from his word. You stay committed to the word of God, but then stay centered in the will of God. God, you brought me too far. I want to stay in your will. I want to live in your will. I want to be able to serve and worship you in your will. Stay centered in the will of God. But then you ought to stay charged up with the Holy Spirit. You stay plugged in with the Holy Spirit because when you stay connected, God will give you assurance for your heart. He'll give you boldness of witness. He'll give you courage for your battle. When you stay connected, he'll give you determination for your setback. He'll give you energy for the race. He'll give you faith for all of your impossibility. When you stay connected, oh, he'll give you grace for your knees. He'll give you help for your trials. He'll give you joy for the journey. He'll give you kindness for others. He'll give you wisdom for your decision. You stay connected to Jesus Christ. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, Lord, I hear you. Here am I. Send me and I'll go. Tell me and I'll do. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I have, I want to stay connected to Jesus Christ. Stay connected. Stay connected. For one of these old days, when the road is called up yonder, if you stay connected, you say, like the songwriter, I'll be somewhere listening for my name. For I want to hear him say, servant, well done. You stayed connected and you didn't drop the call.